Welcome, everybody. Episode number seven of the All Elite Murder Theater podcast. Here we are, going to summarize all the storylines and dynamite and rampage and tell us who and tell you who we like in dark and dark elevation. How's everything going? How are you doing today, Chris? I'm good. I'm yes. good. I'm uh, I'm ready to talk. This is uh, quite a week. Awesome. How are you doing, Miss Tammy? I'm fabulous. I'm fine. I'm ready to drink some wine and talk about wrestling. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get right into it. Let's start with the dark and dark elevation. I'm going to tell you right now who I thought was the best match. The best match was Archer versus Cross because I was in tears when I saw Lance Archer absolutely destroy that guy, put him on the turnbuckle and tell him to quit the business. That was my favorite moment right there. How about you, Tammy? What's your favorite moment of dark and dark elevation? Favorite moment is uh, favorite too, match. too much for me to narrow down, but I, I agree. I loved, that was my match of the week. I was all about the energy of Archer. I love that he, he, he came, he's, he's different now that he's back. There's like a totally, he's fired up and he's talking more shit and we're seeing a little more from him and I'm, I'm here for it. So I, I, I agree. <laughs> What's your How about thoughts? you, Chris? Match of the week? Well, no, dark, 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 dark elevation. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, I had some stuff here, but here's what I'm going to say. Dark and Elevation both this week were great and were better than a couple of the main show episodes in the last couple of weeks. Um, there was a ton of really cool stuff. Like there was, um, okay, so is anybody else getting more and more attached to Gun Club now? I have to say, man. I'm like they were on both shows. I'm glad you brought that up because you know how I feel about Gun Club and the Ass Boy thing. You did give me some perspective, so that helped. And this week there was less Ass Boy mentioned, so I was on board way more. So yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I also, I, I also, it. I also really liked Matt Seidel's match with uh, Lee Moriarty, and mm -hmm. they uh, it was Junior Miller and Marcus Cross. That, that was a really good match for me, just wrestling-wise, watching it. It was cool. Um, there was actually a lot of fun story tough stuff, too, this week, though. So I, I, I don't, you know, it's tough to narrow it down, like, what's your favorite match? Because there was so much other stuff that was cool. Well, that's cool. Well, I have to, I'm glad you brought up Marcus Cross because that was my new talent of the week. I was so excited to see him get rid of that stupid hairstyle that was distracting me this time he let his hair down he got serious he took himself seriously he was energetic he had an animated personality and he was giving a lot of kicks to Seidel who I also enjoy so I'm glad you yeah. brought it up because I enjoyed that I I'm gonna yeah, agree 100% with Tammy that's who I had to is Marcus Cross as my as my breakout guy so I had I had a tie this week and I had some runner-ups too uh Khan or uh, Anthony Green? Both of them were were really acceptable. Yeah, very acceptable. It was a hard like, choice like, this week. What I mean by that, like, I would I would take them on a main show, no questions asked, as a main character. They were they were both fantastic. Um, runner up for the week: Kenzie Page, Alexander Moss, and Vipers. Vipers, yeah. Vipers, yeah. yes, yeah, nice. yeah. very cool. Uh, what yeah, man, it was a good it was a good week for Dark and Elevation. So. So what in Dark and Dark Elevation pushed the storyline for you, Chris? 
you know, the the one thing that I keep thinking about is Julia Hart. Um, mm-hmm. I, I keep thinking something more is going to progress with her on one of these shows, and it never we. And then she was on main shows and stuff too, and that was the thing. That was my storyline that I was like, "What the fuck?" Because yep. I couldn't I couldn't pick a good storyline push. So mm-hmm. that's what I had. Cool. All right, that makes sense. I mean, we're still all kind of in limbo. Of what's going on with Julia? But we'll get into that when we hit the House of Black match the king of the black drones match so i agree with you on that i thought you know obviously what pushed the storyline for me was adam cole's story time with adam cole when he did that at the for beginning the mix of, match for the mix match and he pushed the mix match which is cool and the thing that i love about adam cole the most was that he he brought it even though it was dark or was he on elevation or was he on dark can't remember but it was on dark it was on dark but he yeah. brought it he brought his game and yeah. it didn't matter whether there was a, a hundred people there or a thousand people there, or 3000 people there, Adam Cole was still Adam Cole. And I totally respected that. And I thought that that was pretty awesome. So that, yeah. that's, that was my story push. What did you, what did you think? Who pushed the story this week for you, Tammy on dark? Uh, I don't have a lot to add. I think I was, I, I was like, it was like vaguely the varsity blondes hinting at the Julia thing. And then also exactly the Adam Cole kind of like pushing the mix match. And that was about it. Nice. For me. Yeah, all right. So, I mean, I personally think that the darks, dark elevations get better and better, and I'm hoping that they're getting more and more viewers for it. And I'm glad when they incorporate storylines that bleed over into dark, into, I mean, into, into Dynamite, into Rampage, and, and whatever the specials are. So I hope they keep doing that. I'd like to see, again, I'd like to see what they did before with Janela and Sunny Kiss, where they had the big match and they hyped it up and they had some matches like that. I'd like to see that a lot more, but uh, I can't complain about dark and dark elevation. They're always fun. You get to see some new people you get to see, you know, some of the stars wrestle and get better. And uh, yeah, going on from that, man. Anybody else yeah. got anyone to add for the dark or dark elevation before we move on? Cause I know we got a lot have, to talk about. I, I have it. one other thing I want to ask you guys about. Did you notice there was a, 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 a boost in like main screen talent this week on dark and elevation? Even yes. on elevation, there was like yes. three or four very notable people on there. I thought that was really interesting that they were finally pushing that a lot. I yeah. thought that was great. It, it kind of it brought me out of the mindset of this is like a developmental show, you know? Yeah, it's starting to become its own show. And I think that yeah. that's what's really cool about it. And I think, I, I mean, I hope it keeps going in that direction because it's exciting. You're getting more for your buck with AEW. You get to see, I mean, you basically can watch wrestling four nights out of the week sometimes five depending. yeah sometimes five so it's i mean it's killer i think it's great yeah so all right man let's get on to it man we got a lot to go on let's get into dynamite man right now i i think dynamite was was awesome so i've got the order i'll go through the order and i'll let you two guys pretty much comp comment on it and then i'll just kind of add in whatever little tiny two cents Uh, for that you two people you two you two persons you two human beings you two fellow compadres. Okay, you two youths. All right, so <laughs> this was the big hype. We got the we got Mox back. Mox looking lean and mean. He goes out there, number one. He's got his speech, his promo. He tells that guy to go fuck himself, which I thought was absolute brilliance, man. I was like, oh, this is great. And then he said he's thirsty for blood. Tammy, 
What did you think of the mock's return? Well, here are my, here are my notes. Okay. <laughs> Washington, D.C., mock's returns. Woo! Wish I could have sang Wild Bang with everybody in that audience as he walked out. And then I put, damn, I feel emotional. Welcome back. Who was talking shit? Throw him out. Looking great. Very excited. Yeah. I did have a tear in my eye, which means I'm really invested in this shit in less than a year of being involved. But yes, I got emotional. <laughs> Chris, how'd you feel? I'm just happy he's back, first of all. Mm -hmm. um, and the dude looks so good. Like, he's so healthy right now. And it's, it's weird. You can tell he's like, this is not, I'm normally a lot heavier. I don't know how to move. Because he was very like, uh, what's the word, cagey? Yeah. I, does that make sense? Like he That's seemed like he, word. like he had this extra energy. He wasn't sure where it came from or something. He's like, why am I so hyped right now? Like it was very like rattled. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I was excited. I think uh, that, that it was unfortunate what happened at the beginning because that asshole actually kind of ruined the vibe for the rest of the promo. But it was great that everybody was still like respectful and like paid attention and, and there was no other bullshit during that part. Because mm -hmm. um, it was really poignant and I think kind of important it was it was John Moxley vulnerable, and I really like that. Um, he's normally like so cold and systematic, and you really can't phase the guy. But it, it was nice seeing him being more than human, almost, um, and kind of creepy in a way too. It was it was like wow, he's he's not uh, he's not invincible, man. So I don't know the whole literal sense of like the demons and all that stuff, and there was like the cloud, and like I get the references and I understand like the metaphors and stuff, but it was almost a bit much for me, um, especially the all I drink is blood now thing. Um, it was great. <laughs> I mean, it was cool, and it was like it was it was cool, but it was almost like wait, is he saying he's a vampire? Because that's not what he's saying, right? But it sounds like that. But so, yeah, I mean, I'm glad he's back. I I. I was what happened on rampage. I was, I was shocked by, so I don't know. I, th I think he's better. Um, I hope that he feels good because he looked like he was having a really good time. Yeah. Go ahead. I just want to add something to this just because I don't know who's listening or if anyone listens or watches or however they receive this podcast, but I just want to say that being vulnerable is actually like the strongest, most badass thing you can do. I think people get it twisted. I think they think vulnerable looks soft. And actually, when you know you're vulnerable and you put yourself out there to the masses to bear all, that's actual fucking courage, bravery, and badassery. So I want to just you one, if you ever felt like that was would not be a strong thing to do. It's actually the strongest thing to do because it's what scares people the most is being vulnerable. It's that yeah. we do so many things to cover up our vulnerability, vulnerability as humans. So when you bear it for all to see, I want to say that that is the fucking badass strongest thing that you can do. So I just want to say that about going out and being vulnerable when, when normally you, you kind of hide that. I think being too tough is actually weak and actually showing emotion and being human is actually strength. So it has nothing it. to do with wrestling, but I felt like I just want to put that out there because 
the type of people that would like mocks might be the type of people that might not want to be vulnerable. And I want you to know you're a fucking badass if you are vulnerable because it allows everyone else to join that with you and be human with you. And that's what we need. All right. I'm off my soapbox now. It's crazy to see that level of realism in somebody that you're so used to being a certain way. And then to have them suddenly actually be relatable to more than just like a single group or a couple of groups of people. Like he's relatable to like the entire world yes. as the person that he is now. I, it's, it's so, it's so cool to have that, but I'm just worried that if he has promos like this, where he's specifically speaking about kind of more like almost like obviously the whole drinking blood thing isn't real. And obviously there's no actual demons in the sky. You know what I'm saying? I, I want I want people to understand this and not think it's like a joke. You know what I mean? Right. Like it needs to be if he's gonna be serious, it needs to be like super serious. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's an interesting mm-hmm. point. I took it as that he's saying I'm just here to like fight and do my best. That's what, how I took the drinking blood. Like I'm yeah, here and that's I'm fierce, I'm fit now, and I'm ready, and that's all I'm gonna be focused on and not not uh, substances. Right. Yeah, and I think it's also like I'm gonna kick everybody's fucking ass in AEW right now. That's what I'm doing. I'm drinking everybody's blood. Is basically I'm I'm putting up right. W's, and I think that yeah. that's cool. And I think that you know, um, this is a good role model for people that are struggling. You know what I mean? They see somebody like this, that's a tough guy, that's supposed to have this tough persona. You know, being and saying, "Hey, man, I need to go get help." Just like when Eddie yep. Kingston comes out and says, you know, I got to get rid of the toxic masculinity and, we, and he puts an article in there. I think that's a good thing. I think I still think he's I mean, he still is a badass. I mean, Moxley's still a badass regardless. And you know what? When that speech is said and done and he goes into the ring and starts throwing people around, that's going to be an afterthought. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah, I think it's a very good thing. And I think it's a very good thing to put that shit out there to help other people in the community. And, 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 and not only the wrestling community, but everywhere else. So, I mean, I like, yeah. I thought that was cool. So, but uh, I, I also don't understand why someone would be like such an asshole to yell stuff, except for that they are so out of touch with thinking that they were like being part of healing it up or something and not like having a, like any kind of perspective that like they were being so mean and insulting. Like, why would you ever do that? Like, that makes zero sense. And it makes wrestling look bad, you know, like these are the things that people like me didn't get involved in this stuff before. So I'm glad he got thrown out, but it just makes me go, what, you know, I just don't get it. Like I, I, does it, I can, I can sum it up. I can sum it up in in one word. That person is, uh, wants the spotlight and wants attention. That's it. That's what they want. They got it. You know, so being a dick gives you attention sometimes. Well, luckily we don't know their name. So they didn't get enough. Right. He's still he's still that guy that said like. that shit. So, yeah. But either way, that's what it is. So, but but I'm glad Mox is back. We'll talk about the Rampage match. That was crazy. It was fun. Uh, but yeah, so then number two, what happened? MGF does his promo with Wardlow. He says he's going to give him a sincere apology. Says, I'm sorry, Wardlow, but put your hands on me. So I got to dock your pay. <laughs> and he said, the funniest line that MJF says says, I know CM Punk's got early onset spinal stenosis. Which I thought was hilarious. And then, of course, if Wardlow wins the TNT title for MJF, then everything's all good to go. 
Okay. So we're all waiting for this. Lord knows when this is going to happen. Yeah, I have nothing more to say about it. I don't that. really know what else to say about Let's do this. do it already. Except that, you know, come on, Wardlow. Let's go here. I mean, I don't know how much more they're going to drag it out. I don't know if it's going to happen yeah. at Beach Week. I have no idea. But I don't know. That's really all I have to say about that. What are your thoughts on that, Chris? I don't have a lot to say about it either, man. We've said all that could be said the last four or five weeks that we've done this. Yeah, yeah. no so, doubt. Exactly. I, let's let's go let's right. go let's yeah. Wardlow do something MJF and Punk that thing needs to end we'll talk about that too I want all these things to go and happen and Wardlow needs to do what he's doing I don't I at this point I don't know what he's gonna do because it's taking too long all right <laughs> it is so then after that we're, we're just gonna move on because we're all getting frustrated I think the whole AEW community is getting frustrated with the fact that Wardlow hasn't freaking turned yet for christ's sakes i mean let's go I mean, I mean i guess they had to take out spears to do that so but it, whatever i love i love that too though because that yeah. went it was right. done right now wow so that, yeah so, that, so wait a second we're not there yet so then okay. we, we move on and we've got the uh, uh chris statlander orange cassidy versus uh brit baker and adam cole that was fun i liked it yeah I thought that was a very enjoyable match. I think it's actually, it could quite possibly be setting up the intergender matches where they don't have the rule. Uh, I hope so. Or maybe they'll put them on dark. I've read like two or three articles after that came out that says that everybody wants it. They've put samples on there. There's a great article on Deadspin if you ever get to check it out about how they need to, they, that they take this match and say, we need intergender matches to happen. So, Chris, you look like you're dying to say something. So go right ahead, man. I think they totally screwed this up. I think there was a huge botch the way this match finished. If they want to do intergender, if they want to do that, this was this was not a good way to start because you have Britt Baker, who is, by all means, she's a monster in the women's division, right? There's a reason she's where she is. She got knocked off the ring and went through a table like not even at high speed, right? And she was down, done. Yeah. What? She's been through worse than this before. And she like had like still had half a match after that. Like, why are we supposed to believe that this dude barely tapped her? She fell and she's dead, right? She's fucking dead for like, <laughs> direct, like, what? no, no, that is not how you start doing that. Not at all. <laughs> it's not believable. I, I was... It was a stupid way to do that. Right. So it, it was a stupid way to do that, but I thought that the match was really cool. And I thought Chris Statlander doing the triple spin and landing on top of Adam Cole and Britt was really, really cool. I thought that that yeah, was but a what lot if of fun. Britt, what if she would have jumped back in the ring at the end and then busted at, like, just destroyed everyone? Wouldn't that have been, like, better? I think so. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think they, they have a lot of room for improvement on these matches. It's obviously the first match that's happening. But, I mean, I've got a couple of dream teams where I'd love to see, uh, you know, the pairings of the male-female stuff. Uh, it's the first – let's, let, you know, let's let's cut it – I'm saying cut it a little bit of slack because it's the first match, and they, they kind of need to work it out. And I think they're going to get better once they get feedback from the fans. Tammy, what's your thoughts? I mean, all these oh, people great. have already – all of these people have already done this stuff outside of the company, right? right. And they still do it, some of them, like on weekends and stuff like that. You'll If you pay enough to – if you look at enough Instagrams and everything, they're still going out and having these all regular the matches at indie shows. So why – 
would they do this on television is what I want to know. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. That's what not how this match would have went in some other promotion. That's true. I agree with, with these you. same people. Right. Exactly. Tammy, Chris is very frustrated at this match. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I enjoyed the match, but now Chris is turning me around on a lot oh, of things. No. With his points, and now no, I'm rethinking don't get me wrong. everything. It was a good match. It was a good match. No, it was. Like I, was you make match. great points, both of you. It was good. Um, I'll just read my notes on it. Oh, the Mixed notes. Tag team match. Love the orange Cassidy Brit face up in the beginning, like when they were facing off in the face. That makes no sense what I just said, but that's okay. Chris Holden Brit straight up in the air was very artistic. Very cool moonsault off apron by Chris. Ugh, hugs. Yeah, um, oh, she don't like the best friend. Hugs. I don't like those fucking boops or hugs. You're a badass, okay? Get your shit together. All right. You're going to say something about the boops again. Yes. Then a super kick. Oh, I I don't even know where my notes are going, but I know that she like Brit kicked orange, which I was getting excited about when that happened. That's when I was like, okay, some intergender shit might be going down. All right. Not quite. Um, I like Statlander pounced on Adam and Britt with a beautiful, what was it called? I put an air somersault, but what is that called? It's called either like a Canadian destroyer or a sunset. I forgot like the sunset, whatever. I'm going to learn one day wrestling people. It's pretty much Um, the Canadian destroyer. I liked what, didn't Adam tell ref to shut his mouth? I liked that. No, no, he told, he told, he told everybody. Yeah, he did tell, shut their mouth told them to shut their mouth and then he told everybody to get out of the table they're like move he's like everybody move. I get loved out of the way. he was like dude i like when he does that shit we all want to do that but we can't get away with it you know yeah. um i i thought that uh chris throwing orange cassidy in the ring was great because yeah. she's so strong and it showed how strong she was she just like chucked his ass in there and uh there was yeah, there was a lot of moves named after sunrises happening. Yep, the sunrise, Panama sunrise is the, the move. power couple drama between each other is awesome. And then of course there was the whole infamous table fall. Yep. So let me and ask you a question. Boom. I thought it was a fun match. I really did. I, I feel like this is just them testing the waters and yep. getting like where you said that they could be, Chris. And I don't, I personally, because I don't have points of references and I'm so fresh in all this, I don't understand why we don't do it. I feel like they're teasing it, but I don't understand what the big deal in this day and age is when people are proven to be capable. Like you said, they're doing this on the weekends. They're capable. Like you're agreeing. It's not like some somebody's getting beat up without their permission these are trained professionals and they know what they can do and if and why is gender a factor here I, i have no idea it's hard for me to understand again because i'm new to wrestling and to me it's just like if you can do the fight chris statlander can kick so many people's asses you know like what's what what is the hang up here and what does it say about us that like we even think about it? We we know that some woman isn't getting beat by her husband there because that's why I feel like people think like you can't hit a woman. Like if a woman can kick your ass, I'm okay. Like let it happen, you know? 
they're professionals. They are getting in a ring. There is a referee. This is not like an abuse, domestic violence situation. And anybody that gets it confused needs to really like evaluate what on earth that is going on with them. Is that some sort of weird projection or something? But if you're a professional and you can do it and you sign up to do it, then you should be able to do it in all things all the time. So I agree, like, but I like this match and I thought it was fun just because the personalities are so freaking entertaining. I am loving Adam Cole with Britt doing stuff because they're so much more entertaining. It, it, it's like more drama, more storyline. And I, yeah, so I don't think I have anything more to say about it. I'm going to end I, it there. Yeah, and I don't think Britt has sweat glands because I don't think I've ever seen her sweat. Who? <laughs> Britt. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so after that match, we had the inner circle promo with mm. pretty much proud and powerful breaking out. It looks like they're going to break out of the inner circle. Chris, what's your thoughts on this? No. I no. don't feel you. That was the best. That, <laughs> no, I don't feel you. That's right. That was, that was fantastic. It was. Uh, I don't know. I, this, all this stuff is... I don't know if they're breaking factions up or putting factions together. It's, it's very faction-heavy lately, isn't it? It is. It is. And I think it's going to be more. I really do. I think there's going to yeah, be Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're going to see a lot more of... Um, which faction, and that's also like with Andrade and Matt Hardy and what they're yep. doing and all that stuff. I think it's just going to get bigger and bigger. They're going to have like a bunch of super factions, and that's going to be the whole company, you know? Yeah, pretty much. Tammy, what do you think? Oh, I, I, yeah. I mean, I think like it's like uh, faction musical chairs at the moment. So, Man. Man, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it was cool. We'll see what happens with it. I actually liked all of the inner circle together, and that was one of my favorite factions, actually. Exactly. So yeah. I'm not super excited about them breaking up, and I, and I don't understand because they all seem to get along so well where the drama is coming from, but, you know, we'll see. It's all cause stemming from Eddie Kingston being a loose cannon on all of it. And basically, you know, having that Brooklyn, New York connection with Proud and Powerful. So mm. that's that's really what this is coming down to. And uh, me personally, I think that, and this is like breaking kayfabe, but I think Jericho doesn't want to wrestle a whole ton, but he still wants to push these other guys. So the yeah. best way to do that is to break up that faction and having different types of matches going on. Because, I mean, that's my opinion. But I mean, he can only have so many years left on his career before he's like, okay, if I'm going to, if I'm going to make it to an old age, I need to chill. So I I can't imagine him doing this for like full time. Like he was just last year. I can't imagine that happening for more than a couple more years. And then it's going to have to come to an end and he's going to have to go to part time at some point. So if he can build that in now partially and maybe he only does a little bit here and there i think that's going to be better for him and probably better for everyone else too so they're not put like he's not always in your face yep i agree with that i think that that's really what it's coming down to so but he's amazing on the comment i love listening to him do the commentary i think he's so good at like he's entertaining he's enthusiastic i i enjoy it a lot so if he ends up there more i won't be sad about it but we have to all be able to sing the song together so he can't quit altogether. <laughs> That's true. That's true. 
Nice. So then after that, we had Adam Cole do his promo because then because he got upset with him knocking Britt off of out of the ring and onto the table that they're going to have a lights out match with Orange Cassidy. I think that's cool. That's going to be fun. I think Orange Orange Cassidy is kind of built for those type of matches. He's done that on the indie circuit. I've watched a whole bunch of YouTube videos of him going berserk on the indie circuit. So that's going to be really cool. Him and Adam Cole match up perfectly. So I think it's, you know, they're both acrobatic. They both have technical moves. They both do a lot of the the same type of thing. They're both great showmen. Um, So the lights out match is going to be, that's going to be a blast. So hopefully, you know, we'll see like the thumbtacks and the barbed wire and everything else that comes out on that one. We'll see. So I'm excited for it. What do you, what did you think of that, Chris? Um, <laughs> I hope it's good, man. Lights out matches are, uh, I've seen a couple of them for AEW, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you couldn't pick two better people in my opinion. So I, I just feel like maybe their story is getting a little stagnant. Maybe this is the end of it. You know, maybe, maybe. This is, maybe this one does it in, but yeah. it seems like there seems like there's. I mean, a it lot doesn't need to be on TV every week, and you know what I mean. Like it, right. they could chill on this feud for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Agree. Tammy, what's your thoughts? Looking forward to it. Nice. I don't have anything else to say. All right. Then after that, we had the CM Punk promo prior to the match, and then we got into the CM Punk versus Spears. He takes out Spears in a matter of seconds. Quick work. Which, I was shocked and good night. Right. I was shocked to be perfectly honest with you. I didn't think it was going to, I thought there was going to be more of a match than that. I didn't think that they were going to coordinate it like that. Then he steals MJF scarf, (gasps) which I was like, Oh no, don't steal MJF scarf. That's messed up. You know? So, but it was cool that he kind of like said, look, I'm taking control of this situation. I'm going to take control of everything. You need to be super scared of me. MJF. I'm coming for you now. So, Tammy, what do you think of this? Well, first of all, I just want to mention that Sean Spears' openings keep getting more and more over the top and dramatic, and I do like that. (laughs) Even though I'm not, like, number one fan of Sean Spears, I I think he plays a valuable role in AEW as a heel, so I enjoy him for that. But um, So it was pretty epic, you know, (laughs) for... For not being like the most beloved wrestler and such a heel to have such an opening with his act. So just wanted to give a shout out to that. Other than that, finally, I'm not bored by CM Punk. Remember, I didn't come up in wrestling with CM Punk. I have not been on board with the whole frenzy of CM Punk because I'm new. And so if, if, if I didn't watch you 15 years ago or whatever, you mean nothing to me. Mm. so i'm 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 in the minority i feel with this opinion so finally he gave me something i could get behind so i enjoyed him coming out i don't know why i love these decisive matches when people come out and just kick ass i know like i don't know why i know it's like so short we want to see more but i i finally saw saw some good stuff from him i enjoyed it and you know Sean Spears just has that energy that you want to smack him in the face. So seeing him put out right away was awesome and very satisfying. And that's, that sums it up for me. Chris. Yep. I agree. Um, yeah. It was short. It was sweet. It was to the point. Uh, the, the little thing with MJF running in at the end. 
um, and then losing his scarf and all that was brilliant. Um, I want them to get this fight like ASAP, though. Like, let's do the MJF punk thing and be done with that, too. Well, we know that's going to hit on Revolution. They're going to make that a pay per view. So that's yeah. that's there's no question on that. Oh, yeah. So, but so then I after- want to see Punk do something else, and I want to see MJF do something else. That's and then, true. I mean, I think I, you know, Cody said it best, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, you know, CM Punk said he was going to do this, that, and this, and that, and that, and he didn't. I was oh. the one that did that. So let's move on and and get a different main story going for the show. Yeah, that's good. that really is the main story if you think about it. It's been the punk MJF thing for two, two and a half months now. That's been like the main thing every week. Yep, very true. So then after the punk fight, we got into Billy Gunn and the gun club attacking Christian Cage. Here we go, man. We kind of talked about this a little bit. I kept saying, hey, the gun club's showing up a whole lot more, a whole lot more. And I think that them wrestling Jurassic Express is going to be really good, fun match to watch. And I love the fact that they pushed, put them into this storyline. So I think it's cool. I'm, I'm all for this. I can't wait to see this. This is going to be fun. Who wants to take it? Look, okay. I thought this was a really good segment, right? The one thing I'm going to say, and then Tammy, you could talk for a minute because I, I don't have too much to say. Uh, Billy Gunn was really impressive to me in this in yeah. this thing. He he was like, and I remember Billy Gunn being a certain way, and this mm. was like more badass than he was back in the day. It was very like tough guy. Like <laughs> he's like, don't you walk away. like he didn't even yell at him. You know what I mean? That was very like. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to hurt you. And then his kids, uh, they're not the same. Tammy, you go. I only have one thing to say. Statement made. There we go. I'm excited about this. Actually. I think it's really cool. And if they want to do a Billy gun match with Christian, I'm here for it. Oh yeah. I think, I think everything, every, every combination with that, with that storyline is going to be a lot of fun. So Yep. Uh, I can't wait to see it. So I'm looking, definitely looking forward to that. And then after that, we go back to the dapper Cody Rhodes, who's sitting in the back of your, on your back screen right there. He does his speech. I'm really going to let you take this, Chris, because I, I'm going to, I pretty much, we kind of talked about a little and I pretty much concur with you on a lot of it. So, okay. So Cody's been half heel, whatever he's been. And not and not like wanting to turn heel and all these like stuff. This promo like addresses that, which I think was important because he's he's always like, here's what everybody's saying. I'm going to talk about that. And I thought it was cool too at the very start of this thing. He's like, what, <laughs> what should we talk about or whatever he's he yeah. Like, what does everybody want to talk about or something like that? Yeah. He's he's so like realistic. Like you believe that Cody Rhodes is just Cody Rhodes. Like he's not a character but he's got to be a character, right? Like this can't be a human being that is this way all the time. So he's that, he's that believable. I think it's great. And the fact that he brought up so many things about WWE and all the crap that they've been catching flack for lately and everything. And he brought up the pipe bomb, which was iconic in a lot of people's eyes because it was CM Punk in WWE when he did his famous promo, where he talked a bunch of shit about the company and the people in it and everything else that was happening in the business um and then you know i love that cody like jumped he piggybacked on that he said look he said he was going to do those things you know he didn't i'm doing them i'm still here the reason i won't turn heel is because you people still like me and 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 it was very like 
threatening without being threatening, like how how he spoke to uh, about Sammy and stuff too. And I love that. I love that he was even kind of uh, selling Sammy a little bit. I think I think it was a great promo. I think this whole thing was fantastic. There's too much to say about it when you break it down into little pieces. And I don't want to spend too much time talking about it, but I will say this: Cody's not going anywhere anytime soon. And the fact that he brought up his contract negotiation and he said, it's not the contract I want. And supposedly he still actually hasn't re-signed. I, this is all very good TV and it's Cody Rhodes at Cody Rhodes best. Um, when he's like this, you can put him on TV every week and I'm good. You know what I mean? But when he's like just out there to like give pep talks and it, that nobody wants to see that anymore. They just want to see somebody who's like, I want to win. I want to get this done. This is my company. I built it. I deserve this. Let's go. That's yeah. what they need. I liked it. I liked it. I'm glad Cody came out and said this. I think it needed to be said. I'm glad it was said at this time. I'm glad they didn't extend it anymore. I'm glad they got right to it. And then they're, they're hitting on that ladder match. And we're going to see whatever happens with that ladder match. And then whoever comes after the TNT champion after that, it's going to be fun. So I'm, I'm, yep. I'm pumped, totally pumped. Tammy, the ladder match should be amazing. It's going to be amazing because Sammy's just great at that stuff, man. It just, yep. it's like death defying. It's amazing. So I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah. So then after that, we had the Jade card. Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you said something. No, you said, what about you, Tammy? And then you kept talking. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) All right, so what I have to say about it is that, first of all, I liked, I want to talk about just the way he looked, his eyes, his energy. It was very, very different. This is exactly what you mentioned a while back with him being a heel without knowing he's a heel. That was the whole affect of his persona coming out. And it was perfectly executed. I, it was believable. I loved that. Um, he had a great heel face. But let me also mention he had a groovy tie on and a really cool suit on, which was normally he's all white. You know, he's wearing a, a white. He wears, a, and this was different. It wasn't a heel outfit. It was just a cool outfit with a really groovy tie. But I liked, I liked it that he wasn't wearing the white for some reason. I don't know why, but it had a different like psychological effect not to be wearing the pure white. And so I really liked it, like where he was going with his attitude. But I will say as it ended, it didn't end with the same fire it began with. And it kind of got lost and petered out in a weird kind of way that I think like I wish it, it, it took away from everything. But this is what needed to happen a while ago. I'm glad if he just keeps this up and builds on it, I think it's going to be really exciting. And I am excited for the ladder match. And that is my comment, Rafe. Now you can talk. Nice. Sorry. Um, So after that, we had Jade Cargill's promo and the Anna J challenge. So that was pretty okay. You know, so... They need to get better. Both of them need to get better at promos, but we'll, you know, okay. Anyway, it's a little, little, uh, little yawny. Yawn. So (laughs) boring. Get it together, ladies. That's not champion material, Jade. Come on. Chris seems like he agrees. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yep. Listen, I like both of these ladies, but this week was not good for either of them. That's right. all I'm going to say. Right. 
Okay, so then the best match of the night, in my opinion, but I'm very biased. It's the House of Black, the Kings of the Black Throne versus the Varsity Blondes. Quick, decisive. They gave Pillman a concussion. They came out, they kicked ass. In my opinion, I think Tony Khan should just take the belts and just hand it to him and say, whoever can try to beat him, try. But that's me. I'm very, <laughs> they're, they're my favorite right now. So that's my opinion. It was a killer match. It shows that they are the force to be reckoned with when it comes to the tag teams in AEW. And I cannot wait to see more. We did not see Julia turn. I don't know at this point if she's even going to. But listen, I'm listening. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, so go with the moment. Yeah, go, Chris. Yeah. So they've have. changed her demeanor now, right? She moves a little bit differently. She's a little less uh, excited to be around the ring or anywhere in the arena. She's not doing like the cutesy girl clothes anymore. She's wearing like long sleeves, long shirts. She's not doing the ponytail. Sure. I think her makeup is darkening a little bit. She looks a lot less excited. Um, and that that is the most they've turned so far. So and now and now it's a decisive match. The blondes are done with these guys, right? So how do they continue that storyline and have it make sense? Per, yeah, that's, exactly. That's that's another that's that's a good point that you just made. It's like, how is Julia gonna turn? If they just clean the house of the varsity blondes, they're pretty much done. I don't think they're going to wrestle them for a long time. So how does that occur? Oh, Tam, you I got have something? an idea. Okay. What's your idea? Tam? It could occur with Pac. But where would, why would Julia even be out there? Pac might do a, a, a doubles match with somebody. Okay. Or Pac might wrestle Brian or like, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure. Well, that's the other thing. Now that Pillman's had this concussion, I don't think they're going to be able to do anything really with him, at least for a couple shows. Well, at least, at least for a couple shows. So, and Griff was the first one to get punished in this thing. So it's not like he's going to be going for another round. Right. That's true. So, I mean, it's, I'm curious to see how this is going to happen, but I mean, this is what AEW does. They, they surprise you with stuff. So I'm, I'm ready to be surprised. And so I'm looking forward to it. So I was surprised that it went, it went so brutal so fast, I guess, because Brian Pillman is so beloved. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, I was surprised, but I, I'm here for it. I like it. I like I like when we don't, nothing is too precious and things can happen. So, you know, oh, they, I think a lot of people probably thought, okay, this team is actually, they've got enough momentum behind them. This is going to be, you know, quite a match because they've had this history now for a couple of weeks. They're going to go in there and give them hell. And it was not nearly as much of a competition as I think some folks expected it to be, myself included. I thought there was going to be a little bit more give and take. There was really none. So now, now what happens to the blondes? And also, Rafe, you were saying put the straps on them and let them go. Yeah, I mean, I agree. But at the same time, there's so many teams that have been there. Yeah. That still haven't gotten a good run yet. It's I I feel like now all of a sudden they have a tag team problem. Like they have a faction slash tag team problem where they have a lot of people that are associated together as tag teams, and a lot of them deserve some title runs. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know how you fix that now with any of the people that have been there because you, who's going to beat them? Nobody. Nobody is going to realistically beat these two. Unless no. they have like, they have to plant a seed inside the house of black. Say it's Julia, maybe. Maybe she's in there for like six months or a year. And then one day she turns on him and somehow everybody finds out their weakness. It's, right. it's going to have to be like a long time thing for this to even turn into something that's like, if you put the titles on them, they're going to have them for ever like a year mo- longer. Like have to be, you, you can't take them off them within a couple of months. Yeah. They, they will brutalize everybody in the, in, in AEW. They have better moves. The only ones that could possibly, possibly beat them would be the Lucha brothers or with a pairing of pack possibly. That's why they're setting it up for that pack match, which was cool. So, I mean, who knows if that's a one-on-one, who knows if that's a tag? I personally think that's a one-on-one, but uh, you know, because you remember Malachi grabs the mic, and then all of a sudden the big screen comes up after this match, and then Pack goes through his thing, and that's basically a challenge to Malachi. Now, whether that is bringing in Penta to do a tag against Brody, or this is just a singles match to maybe extend that whole that whole storyline out, it's yet to be seen. But I, I don't think that's going to be a tag match. I think it's going to be him and Malachi. And I think, and then I think there's going to be something after that. But that's that's really my opinion on that. So I thought that that, that promo with Pac was totally cool. I thought it was like, it, it really brought an element in that says, hey, you guys think you're a badass, but I'm going to come for you no matter what, if it kills me. So I thought that that was really awesome. So Tammy, what did you think of the pack promo? Loved it. I think that everybody was expecting pack to turn to the house of black. So I think there was a slight surprise there that, uh, that no, he's not going down like that and that he's had the justice tarot card. So I'm very familiar with a lot of symbology of tarot cards. I use it a lot. Um, so for me, I don't like tell people's fortunes with tarot cards, but they do are they do have archetypes and and imagery that we can all relate to subconsciously. So I love I that's per, like a personal interest of mine, and I've played Justice before, so of course I was super excited about the promo and to see the Justice card and and to see that like this will be more interesting because I just expected like maybe like anybody that got the black dust blown in their face would then turn to house of black and that's not the case so how is this going to work I don't know and I like not knowing I don't like when I can guess what's coming next so we'll see how this all plays out but I really enjoyed it I thought it was a great promo thought it was done very in in a very atmospheric way and I'm excited to see the storyline who knows what will happen with Julia? We'll all, we'll all see when we see. But I also agree with Chris that I'm not ready to see House of Black be tag team champions yet, especially when Brody's just getting on board. I want to I want to build up to it so that I could be more excited about it. Right now, like I don't think they should go right directly into that. Thoughts, Chris? To add to the whole thing with Pac. Uh, and this is kind of contradictory to my previous statement, but I feel both things, honestly. Malachi looked a little bit more concerned than he normally would during this promo that Pat cut, which I thought was actually pretty interesting, just in the aspect of, I feel like you, you know you're dominating right now, 
the fact that like they they're they're still giving pack an edge in this i think makes pack look super strong and like a dude you don't want to mess with when you are the guys that you don't want to mess with and another dude bothers you that's the dude you don't want to mess with yeah so i i think it's i think it's good for pack um i like the whole house of black thing i just I I want them to build it and make it more quickly because I don't want it to lose its steam before it really does what it should do. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was cool. Uh, I think the Penta pack and then these two. I think that's that's probably imminent, right? That's going to be a, a tag match that happens soon. I think. Um, I don't I don't know how Pack would do this otherwise. It's not like they're going to do a handicap match. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to the future of it. I know that much for sure. For sure. So then after that, we had the Archer promo with Jake the Snake, uh, basically talking about that uh, match. And then we have another promo that came down. We had the Best Friends versus the Bucks. We kind of know how that turned out. Unfortunately, that match didn't happen. So then we had Archer versus Kazarian. That was just a power battle which I thought was pretty cool because Kazarian hung in there on the match as best as he could against a Lance Archer that is seems to be at the top of his game right now. And um, the other part that was really cool was, of course, you know, Hangman comes out and gets in his face and hits him in the face with the boot. But it also shows that Hangman is going to have a hell of a battle in front of him dealing with Lance Archer because he is just not going to go down easy. And another note that cracked me up is when he was <laughs> blaming the kid for the reason that he was beating him up, <laughs> which I thought was just a perfect villain move by Lance Archer. So Tammy, I know you like Lance too. What's your thoughts? Well, I have notes on the match on the promo. All right. Can I do them all at once? Sure, go ahead. Okay. So here's the, the match. I do like Lance, actually, and I'm glad to see him back. So I put um, Lance is right into it. Made a show about taking off shirt. Love a fired up Lance. Yes, beat Kazarian. He bores me. Good facial expressions from Lance. Finish him, Lance. Lance Archer blasting Kazarian out of the ring and taking time to relish. Lance cursing at audience, really healing it up. Kazarian pulls out a kick, trying to use his expertise and experience to get back in it, but not looking positive. Wow, blackout on Kazarian. Archer wins. Good for him. I was really surprised. I was really surprised because I know Kazarian's like been in the biz for a while and that he he was like thrown around like a ragdoll. For, I mean, he, he tried to do his moves and come back, but I loved it because I know like, Kazarian, I'm sure he's a great wrestler and he's very professional, but he's not like one of my top favorites. So I liked Lance, like just getting, getting through that. And then the promo promo. I love that Lance said enough of that cowboy bullshit, even though I love him, man, but I had to, I thought it was funny. And um, I love that he's talking more and doing more because before he just drag some dude out pin him and be done so I just love that we're seeing more we're seeing more of his personality he's got some good one-liners they're fucking hilarious um 
Lambert uh, making no sense, uh, but I loved his uh, Lambert thing. He said something about uh, giving hand jobs to heifers to sell soy milk to Starbucks. <laughs> that made no fucking sense. <laughs> I mean, we have to mention that. He said that. He so, did. It was in the promo. And, and that literally didn't make sense. You're correct. It made no sense, but I had to bring soy it up. Soy milk specifically didn't make sense. <laughs> It was hilarious, oh. though. <laughs> it was a great promo, though. That line was hilarious, regardless of it being bad. <laughs> and then I have some weird notes that I don't know if makes sense, because they're in about to set more punishment. Adam Page out something's face to face slaps Archer. Adam hits him with a boot. Uh, Adam hits him with a boot. I don't even yeah. know what I'm talking about. Does that oh, yeah. make sense? To me? Yeah, yeah, that's what he happened. Hit him with his boot. He hit him with his boot. That's exactly what happened, Tammy. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a whole lot of craziness and fun when I was making all these crazy notes that don't make so much sense anymore. But definitely, I think a- the standout of that promo was the Lambert and soy milk com- uh, at Starbucks comment. Right. And those are my notes. Chris. Next. Chris, you're up. So, I mean, here's my contradictory opinion about Frankie Kazarian. Um, <laughs> That's so, fine. I want right. we need that. We need that. You're right, though, because there are people like me that are like, oh, man, this is Frankie Kazarian. He's he's a veteran. You can't do this to this guy, right? But, and the fact that they don't use him that often on TV, I don't know if, I don't know if that's great for him. You know what I mean? But um, at least he looks strong in this. Uh, it w- I was a little upset that they were doing this match because I knew Archer was going to win. Like, you just brought the dude back. You're setting him up for a title run. Uh, but I was, I was disappointed. I'm like, Frankie can't lose this match, but he did so with dignity. Uh, and Lance let him get a little bit of shit in there. There was actually some pretty stiff stuff happening between these two for quite a, uh, a portion of this match. Um, they, they were both like, you know, they were really laying it in. So respect to both of these guys for beating the shit out of each other in this ring. Um, but yeah, uh, I would have been happier if Kazarian didn't have to lose a match, but at least he looked good doing so. I think the Dan Lambert stuff, I'm already, I'm already, I like Dan Lambert now. I don't know why. I, I, uh, he's just so obnoxious. (laughs) He's so very, I don't know. He's just a very like believable guy and I hate him and I want to punch him in the mouth. So I like it for some reason. Um, I don't know if I like him with Archer, though. It's a weird combo, but I guess we'll see how it develops. Very I don't, know, strange. I don't know why they threw him in there on that stuff, but I, I guess we'll have to see what the future brings on that. But uh, needless to say, when he's on the mic, he, he, he cracks me up every time he's out there. When he's ripping on people, it's, it's like a good kind of MJF-ish type of attitude. And it's funny, he rips on all the millennials and how privileged they are. So I, I love it. That's that shit cracks yeah. me up. So, so then after that, we had the uh, Dante Seidel and Lee uh, Lee Moriarty versus Team Taz promo. That should be a fun rivalry. Um, I mean, I think that's that that should be good. I want to see you know Hook get a run for his money with one of those two. I think he will at this point. Hopefully, hopefully they do that. So. I don't know, you know, how that's to develop. I'd like to see a couple matches go down first before I really make a judgment on how how that this this rivalry is going to be. 
Um, obviously, we know about Leo Rush not going to be involved in a, lot, in a lot of this stuff. So that was a weird thing. But anyway, so go ahead, Tammy. No, I, I got to take a quick break is all I'm trying to say. Okay. Oh, and by the way, since you brought up Leo Rush, I want to say that I loved watching him wrestle. I'm going to miss him. I understand why he's not coming back. I, you know, when you start talking some stuff against your bosses, this is what happens, but I like him. And so I would, I hope, I hope somehow we see him again one day because I thought he was super enjoyable and I will miss him. So, but I need to take a quick break. You all can talk about what happens next. Just don't go into Deebs without me. I'll be right back. Sounds good. So cool. Yep. So then I don't know. What's your thoughts on the the, the uh team Taz versus Dante Sidal Sidal and uh Lee Moriarty? Listen, with Matt Sidal in there, uh, it's gonna be a good match regardless. Um I think plus so. Dante think Martin so. plus Moriarty. You've got a great like that's that I mean, it's three names already, and then team Taz. Whatever. I want Team Taz to not exist, and I want all these guys to do their own things. This is one faction I think is just not doing anything great right now. I think if Taz wants to do this, he needs to pick a single person, and it should probably be Hook, and that should be his guy. He should just be like a manager for Hook and then just do the commentary thing if that's what's going to happen. All the guys in Team Taz need to do their own thing because they don't fit together. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be fun, but... Let's, I can, let's do something storyline wise that isn't the same thing. I could see that happening though. I could see that getting split up. I think that they're pushing that. Remember, Jay Lethal's like, I'm yeah. coming after that belt just because you like it. You know, yep. that that could be the breakup. You know, I don't and think that would not, be great. Yeah. I don't know. See, if 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 Jay Lethal and Ricky Starks have a match, are they gonna let Jay Lethal lose? I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, and then, and then on the same sense, are they going to let Ricky Starks lose? I mean, it's, well, that's the thing. I mean, if they're doing, if they're, what they're doing right now, since lethal came in is they're building him a little bit, right? He hasn't, he hasn't even looked close to losing anything. If they bring him in and he does the job for somebody that's up and coming, that is possible. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that I like that. Right. I don't know. Uh, uh, Let's, you know, obviously let's see how it's going on. I really think that they're going to break up team Taz when Ricky, I think Ricky's going to, here's my prediction. Ricky's going to lose the belt and that's going to cause a whole bunch of controversy with Taz and Ricky say, Hey man, you lost the belt. That was our pride and joy, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that that splits out that, that faction. And I think that they're done with that. That's, that's my opinion, but we'll, you know, obviously we'll see. So. I so, mean, it would be cool for lethal to take that title and then, yeah. It just then the whole thing falls apart and there is no team Taz uh, and team Taz is just Taz and hook. And it could, you know, yeah, I don't know. Hobbs needs to go do something else. Ricky Starks is cool or whatever, but he's not, he's not doing anything there that he couldn't do elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and they're really running out of people anyway. I mean, Brian cage is gone. Nobody knows what's happening with him. Yep. So he's on, I don't know. If his con- I don't know if his contract is done or if he's injured still or what. His contract is coming up and, it, and he's probably not going to be renewed. Yeah. His wife was talking yeah. shit. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Right, right, right. I knew I read something about it somewhere, but couldn't remember what it was. Um, I think Team Taz is definitely done, though. Yeah. And if they're not, they should be. Yeah. And then so then after that, we had the Statlander Velvet interview that was after the match. And she was kind of hurt. 
and then legit basically attacks Velvet. Um, I The only thing I really have to say about this, and I'm, I'm going to be very brief, they need to get better at promos. They need to push this along a lot faster. This is not that exciting right now. And I, I hope it turns into something exciting because I, I like all the women's matches and I want them all to be good because I want the women's division to really rise and be more prominent um, than what it is. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Tammy, what did you think of that promo? Pretty much the same that you just said. I mean, okay. I, I, I like legit a lot. I, I mean, I like Satlander. I like Red Velvet. Um, I, I, I'm ready to get move forward with all this though and get like the, the, yeah. What'd you think, Chris? I agree with all that. Um, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's too late for me now. Um, I don't care about the heel turn. I don't care about any of it. I I'm Chris Statlander has other things she could be doing right now and she's starting to do them. They need to let her focus on that. Yeah. Uh, Red yeah. Velvet doesn't need anybody. She's a good singles girl, but she needs more promo work. Um, or if they team her up with anybody else, it'd probably be cool. Uh, right. But they need to be like an actual team because otherwise she's wasted in the tag team. Um, she's a very believable, petite, like quick, fast sort of. And the, her her drop kicks to people's backs when they're on the ring ropes is just vicious. Um, and Layla is Layla, man. Like she doesn't need anybody for sure. She's a little powerhouse. No. She no. could probably destroy just about half the roster, if not the whole thing. Yeah. So let's let's go. Let's fucking go absolutely so then so then that pushed us into the serena d versus sky blue d basically just rips her apart we knew that was going to happen deeb is 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 turned into the ultimate vicious women's wrestler i really honestly believe that she needs to be a champion at some point i think she needs to be in the mix with everyone and um i can't wait to see it and uh, I'm excited for more matches with Sarita D because just watching her wrestle, she's got all the technical moves. She knows all the shit. She does them so well. She executes them so well. She sells the hits so well. It's, I mean, don't have anything else to say about that. Sky Blue was just a, was just a sacrificial lamb in this, in the, in her push towards wherever she's going with all of this. So uh, that's my opinion. What did, what did you think, Tammy? Well, before I get into it, I do want to give a shout out to Sky Blue because I think she's adorable and talented. And I know that we're going to see her grow and grow and grow. And I love her intro music and her whole look. But she's, I'm, I'm not, I don't get super excited and pumped when she comes on now at all. But I, I, I believe in her future. So, but I am so fucking in on Deebs. Yeah, Deebs me- is my kind of woman and my I'll, kind of wrestler and i'll tell you this regardless of gender regardless she and she bought her t-shirt this week i did Chris. <laughs> the woman of a thousand holes she's talented she's fierce so and i just love her and she's from the the hood but we're all from northern virginia right outside of dc i just like we know adibs we've all known adibs we worked with adibs we went to school with adibs deebs is our peeps so um <laughs> i put deebs is looking fabulous and fierce and getting right into it go serena Show sweet sky blue. What's up? Wow. Brutal. And sky taps out. I love it. I just love 
that she is so fierce that she doesn't I this is something that I look for in people I don't like people that hesitate I don't like hesitation I like you either fucking do it or you do not I do not like wobble you know and the same even spiritually like don't wobble just pick a lane and go for it and just commit and she commits 1000% and she has all this talent because she does have all these interesting looking holds. So I just think it's so interesting. And then I found out she's a yoga teacher. She's a yoga instructor when she's not wrestling, <laughs> which makes sense because yoga, you're basically bending yourself into all kinds of pretzels, right? So it's like, thought that was interesting, but yes, I love her. I think she's badass. I want to see her be a champion really bad. So it was a fast match, you know, not much to say about the match in general. So I'm more talking about the people and how I feel about them, but that's how I feel. Chris, you're up. Uh, okay. So sky blue is okay. Um, she needs more work though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure, you know, she, she won on, she won on dark and then against uh, one of the renegade twins. I forget. Yep. Was it Robin? Yep. Robin renegade. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was cool. Uh, and then there was this match. She gets fed to Serena Deeb. And I want to say this, first of all, Serena Deeb absolutely deserves a title run. She, she to me, is believable as somebody that could keep it anytime that they don't have somebody that can. Um, she's, like, she's, she's super knowledgeable about wrestling, and she's had a long, long career dealing with this stuff. What I like about Serena Deeb most is Serena Deeb is a killer. She is the kind of heel that actually is worrisome you know what i mean like she Mm -hmm. has the kind of look that like you would legit think she'd probably go like absolutely batshit insane on you if she felt like it. you know what i mean and she would probably Mm -hmm. win um (laughs) and the fact that she does yoga makes a lot of sense uh maybe she's been talking to ddp i don't know but that that you know to be as agile and stuff as she is as long as she's been in this business and to not look like she's in pain a lot, she's doing something right. Um, and, and she's just great. As far as I'm concerned, this is one of those sticky situations where you have this awesome badass heel that could take any title in the company. Are you going to give it to her or do you let other people have runs with the title? Cause once she gets it again, she's going to have it for a while. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's also a lot of women that need, you know, more TV time, more in-ring time, more promo time. Um, but Serena Deeb has all, like, her whole career, I can't think of where she's had, like, an actual real, like, championship run and gotten to, to do what she deserves. So, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Sky Blue got destroyed. She was not even really noteworthy in this match. Mm-mm. And... I'd, I'd, I love this type of heel. Yeah, I think so. I think I think she's going to go on a uh, a dismantling run where she just dismantles everybody she goes through, and I and I and I can't wait to see it. It's going to be fun. Go ahead, Tammy. So I want to add that also she had a promo recently, Chris, and it's stuff that like only if you're from our area in D.C., Northern Virginia, on the Exorcist steps. Yeah, so she which did. is really cool. You, we'll send it to you. And also one thing about there's different types of heels. And what I love about Deebs is like, she's not emotionally invested. It's really about just doing the job that she knows that she's trained to do. It's not personal. 
It's fierce yeah. and brutal, but it's really about her just being the fucking fiercest and brutalist. It's not about the other person. And I like that. That is my Zen in me. Like I like when it's not personal, that you're just doing it because you can. And you know what? Hey, if you have an answer to that, bring it. But it's because yeah. she can, because she has the skill she has the focus and the energy to do so. And it's not personal, yet it's fierce and it's brutal. And that's a hard combination to come by, if that makes sense to anybody listening. Like certain people are emotional, like an MJF heel, it's obviously he, ha- he feels less than, so he has to put others down. It's an emotional heel. You know, he's a hurt child. I don't see that with Deebs. I see that Deebs as more as I am just that good and I'm not fucking around. And if you think you can come at me then you better get good too because yeah. i am not going to give you any space and for, to be a champion you don't yeah good point so then after that match we had the lambert page scorpio sky uh basically setting up the mox rampage promo uh not really too much into that we need to go for and then we've got the hook promo that basically kind of like illustrates how great he is i still don't understand the hook thing but mm, that's here nor there and then in between that commercial break there we had the Gorvera, sammy Guevara with the cards saying that he's living the best life he possibly can be living right now and then he's going to wrestle the ladder match okay thanks <laughs> any thoughts on this before we go on to the hardy elo promo <laughs> so if you guys follow him and if you follow uh ty conti on instagram both of them have been posting from their vacation like all week all week. um and it's it's enough already we get it, is. it. yeah we get it you know, like, let's, let's, can we talk about wrestling some more? I know it's almost so syrupy. And and, and you know and, what? They're, they're going on this big trip. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens when they come back, who's going to be quarantined and how long they're going to be gone. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> we'll see. Tammy, do you have any thoughts on the, on any of that? No, none of it was that exciting to me. I mean, Stop. I think the hook thing is this, we're not young. Okay. If I was a 20 year old girl, or 19 or 17. No, I don't think I would be on 20. Um, but Hook would be like, wow, look at this young guy. He's cute. Oh my goodness. He's going to be a champion. You know, he's for the young people. Or if you're a young guy and you want to look up to someone, like I think he's the next level of for the next generation that's why we're not like we don't get it because we're older because he's young and he's got so much going for him but yes they're giving i feel sometimes there is some nepotism where he gets a little extra push where other people could use it that have worked for it so you know but it's show business and so i can see why a hook would be appealing to a younger audience. You want to be him. You want to like get his poster and put it on your wall. If the young kids still do that, I get those things. And he doesn't suck. And he doesn't suck, you know, but. Posters. Yeah. If they still do that. (laughs) I don't know. We're in the digital era. I know, I know. They could have a digital picture up on the wall. It's it's their wallpaper on their phone. (laughs) Okay, yeah, wallpaper on the phone. Exactly. That's what I meant. I don't know. But uh, I guess we all still do posters. But you get my point. My point is, when we're not getting hook, it's because we're old. Just so you know. Okay. Okay, And I think think Sky Blue appeals that way, too, sometimes. 
Yeah. I think, yeah. I think she pre- appeals to that younger crowd. That's why we're kind of like, meh, you know, yes. on her. But I think There's that a couple you know, wrestlers like that. People. Even you could even say Jungle Boy in certain ways. But Jungle right. Boy has taken the time to prove himself. He's been doing it for a while. You know, we just need Sky Blue and Hook to see them longer, and we'll still we'll feel similar to them. They're all good, but they're young and they're promising, and you have to have that mix up. I mean, it's just good television that way. You gotta got you gotta have something for everyone, and AEW is good good at that. So very true. I I'm not. I feel like sometimes some of these people come in where other people have been working harder and should kind of get those spots, but you know, whatever. Anyways, I don't want to take up all this time on these promos. I just wanted to kind of explain that to you all that 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 might be it. Nice. Um, so then we moved on to the Hardy and Idolo promo where they've settled on the company where Idolo gets 51%, Hardy gets 49%, but gets three votes so that it makes it even. Is this the beginning of that faction breaking up? Because I didn't see. Now, I know that Andy Williams is a little sad because his band broke up. So that might just be naturally that he was looking upset or if he's going kayfabe and he doesn't like the situation, him and the bunny and, and the blade, because they look left out and private party seems a little bit more psyched about being involved in that. So I'm curious to hear uh, Chris, your thoughts on what you thought of that promo and this whole Idolo getting involved with HFO type of thing i'm 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 a little confused by it so i'm really curious of how it's going to all kind of play out so what do you think chris okay i'm super confused by it too um and here's why this is like a a theoretical thing inside of a thing that we know is a work right they're building this imaginary partnership and you're supposed to break it down into different levels and understand who's got what control and all these other things and who's going to do what and who's making what money, right? Nobody's going to understand. The common audience that watches AEW is going to be like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but you guys are like together now, right? <laughs> they could have just said that. And I think it would have been fine. As far as the breakup goes, though, if that's what they're doing, I think they could have went a different route with it. Um and like, I do understand it and everything, but it's, it's, it's none of it's real. It doesn't make sense. So it doesn't. So I'm just curious to see how this all, sh- all shakes out. Tammy, what do you, what do you think of this whole thing? My only note is this, this won't last. There you go. Well, we'll go from there and we'll see where, what the future brings. And then after that, we go into the acclaimed promo video, which I think they're super goofy. I loved it. Which was funny. And then we go into the Sting Darby Allen versus the Acclaim match. Great match. So fantastic. I love seeing Sting. I'm an old piece of shit myself. So when I see old dudes in there still hanging, kicking some ass, it's the best. You know what I mean? Gives me hope. So, I mean... And then him going, diving off of the thing into the table and taking taking Platinum Max out was spectacular, man. I think that that pushed the Acclaimed over the top because I think the Acclaimed did a great job of selling that match. I mean, uh, and I think that they had their, their good moves. They 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 tried to do their best to, 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 to pull every trick out of their their playbook that they could to try to win but knowing that they just couldn't beat the veteran and then Darby fucking out of nowhere 
flies and just takes out Caster was amazing. I mean, that dude is just on fire, man. It's like watching an episode of Jackass like every Wednesday when he's on, man. It's fantastic. So I thought that that was probably the best, maybe the best match of the week for me. I thought so, just because it was so exciting and everything was just everything was just so unpredictable, especially when I truly thought Darby was hurt from that chair. I thought he was done. They've sold me. <laughs> that was great. They sold me on that. He gets hit in the, I mean, they slam his head against the thing. And then all of a sudden the ref's out there and they're like, oh, no, no, we got to take him out. And then he leaves. And all of a sudden he's like a bullet into Max Caster. I'm like, holy shit, this is great. It's just like so out of left field. I loved it. So what did you think, Chris? Tell me. Okay, so uh, so yeah, Darby Allen, right? He he does this spot. He he catches an injury. It's like a chair assisted ring post contact. Really looks like it hurts, kind of a thing. And then he goes down, and yeah, he's out. He's done, right? So then Stinger, he's in there. He's like, we could do this. Let's do a handicap match. I don't care. And I was like, sixty two year old Sting is more of a badass than thirty two year old Sting. Right. Um, and then, so he, he's, you know, he's holding his own. He's doing his thing. And then, like you said, they're, they're, they're kind of, they've got stuff going on. Darby comes shooting out of nowhere. Like he got shot out of a fucking cannon on the side <laughs> of the stage. Wow. And, and, and then it was like, so okay, great. this is great. And then there was the spot where Sting did the, the leap off the uh, entrance ramp and went through the table. And I was like, holy shit, man. And I think I texted you guys at yeah. some point, like, if they don't leave off this dude's neck, I swear, like, I oh my God, the guy was like, his career was in jeopardy. He wasn't going to wrestle again. And now you're going to mess with his neck. This one match. Uh, I know. I know you were it was fantastic nervous. though. It was great. <laughs> um, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I mean, like I said, it, he's a legend. Oh yeah. Um, it was fantastic. It was every Darby's time. no slouch. And you, I think you're right about uh, the acclaimed. I think they were still elevated through this feud. I just hope this feud is done now because this has been going on a while too. I have a feeling that this it's over, uh, but I will say this. I think that every time I've seen Sting, it's been one of the most exciting matches that I've seen him in. I mean, I really, I really honestly believe that. I mean, I've, I've been up with my hands in the air cheering, you know? So I mean, it's like, it takes a lot, you know, cause you know, so I thought it was great. Tammy, what's, what's your thoughts? I don't want to take up too much time. That's fine. I'll read my notes real quick. All right. In real time as I watch. Yeah. Breaking the skateboard. LOL. Loving every single time Sting steps out. Let's see. What is this? Okay. Acclaimed using chair on Darby's neck before Bell. Ooh, that looked painful. Is Darby really hurt? Sting, take care of it. Almost got them, Sting. You're a badass. Watch out for the boombox, Sting. Come on, Sting. Come on, Sting. Darby out of nowhere, flying from the crowd. Awesome. Darby gets Sting in the ring for tag. Coffin drop on both acclaimed. Hanging guillotine on caster from Darby. He tags Bowens. Sting breaks up Darby against pinned. I don't know. Oh, no, almost pinned. Not against pinned. Almost. Sting <laughs> looks tired. What? totally dove off stage to 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 get caster on the table come on derby coffin drop for the win those were my notes by the way 
they're in that, real time. That about sums it up, man. That was uh, that was a good play by play. Yeah. And you know what's interesting is I am I am enthralled every single time Sting comes out and I did not have history with him. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people they have history with. They're like the Sting, the icon. They're so happy. I have zero history and I am still enthralled every single time he comes out. I love it. I love everything about what he does. I love everything about like his music, his face paint. And then he's just such a badass. And I feel like there's, there might be hope for me who can barely walk with my sciatic issue. Right. There we go. <laughs> All right. So that sums up dynamite. That was a great dynamite. I really enjoyed that dynamite a lot. Um, there was a lot of things I wasn't expecting. There was a lot of things I was hoping for. Um, but hopefully we'll see those in the days to come. There's, there's, there's so many, so many wrestlers in AEW that there's, there's so many stories that they can go down. So, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. So then let's move on to rampage, man, rampage. We got out first thing right off the bat. You got Moxley versus page. And, um, that was a cool match because it again showed Mox had some vulnerability. And like Ethan Page, man, he controlled most of that match. Uh, a lot, the majority of the match, Ethan Page was in control of that match. He was unexpectedly, doing his, unexpectedly, because I really just thought it was just going to be a one and done slaughter, and it was over. But Page, I, I know, I know he's a good wrestler. Obviously, I mean, we've seen him before, and I've seen him some indie stuff that he's done, and. Um, and he was great. So I thought that he really um, helped Mox get back. I think he was a good pairing. I didn't think it was a good pairing at first when I saw it on paper. But then when I actually saw the match, I was like, okay, this makes sense. Because it gets Mox back in the ring, gets him doing, you know, gets gets his groove back on. Even the, even the commentators are like, oh, he's a little rusty. And he definitely was. He was definitely rusty. But I don't think there would have been anybody better than Ethan Page to like kind of guide him through all of that stuff. So I thought that that was pretty rad. And I thought it was a good, fun match. And it was great to see Mox back again, lean and mean. But the thing about it was him being so lean, he wasn't such a dominant presence anymore because he's thin and he's fast. So he wasn't so bullish like he normally was. So I thought that that was interesting. That was kind of a change in Mox. Like he's more, it's a more like he's, he's leaning along the lines of a little more speed, trying to focus on some skill and not so much about just biting somebody's head open and, and, and going that route. So I thought that that was pretty fun. So um, Tammy, we'll start with you on the Mox fight. what did you think? Cause you're very much like him in a lot of ways. So. so yeah, that's interesting. You say that because I think a lot of people with my whimsical art, persona does not see me that way and when i talk about it they're like no you're not like that anymore they don't know me like that only you two do so it's interesting you you only know the real me but anyways i guess i'm like them i don't know but what i felt about uh, huh i I might i don't know i have no i try not to like evaluate myself (laughs) so you all would know better than me so I put, this is just my real live notes as the, uh, as the match happened. Yes, Moxley's energetic and has a vengeful fire in his eyes. Ethan is getting time in on Mox. Ready for Mox to fire back up and get, go vicious on him. This is a tougher fight than I expected. 
Oh. Come on, Mox. Finally. Finally, he chokes out Ethan Page. Definitely a different energy of Mox. Ooh. Danielson. Interesting. Mm. That's right. We had the whole Danielson exchange in the background. He was watching the whole match. I thought that was great because that's going to be a wicked match, man. Period. That was my notes. That's all I have to say about it. But you're right. I do want to do a little commentary on Ethan Page is that I saw something with Ethan Page early on and I expected to see more of him and then I just kind of didn't. So I feel like there is a lot there that he can do, but then we just see him prancing around with his stylish shirts on with Sky Scorpio coming out. And I don't really see a lot of fighting from him and I just don't, don't know what happened. So I feel like he needs to like develop his persona a little bit more and really get himself out there again. But anyways, Mox is the best. So sorry about it, Ethan. Chris. Sorry. Man, um, so Moxley here looked less vulnerable to me and a little bit more, um, what's the word? He looked like he was trying to figure out how to control like his body. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and so they, they definitely sold it on commentary, how he had to like readjust to being in the ring again, especially with potentially a new mentality. They didn't really touch on that much. But if you think about it, it, you know, there's a good chance he's been messed up at least a few of the times he's been in that ring, right? So to go in there and be stone sober after all this time, you're back in front of a live crowd and all these things, they had to be, you know, at least on his mind, all of these things, right? And he he still looks absolutely amazing in a ring, but I think we're getting kind of a new sort of take on how wrestling is going to work with him. Yeah, um, obviously his frame being smaller and the way he moves around is going to have to be a little bit different because he's not a freight train anymore. Like you were saying, Rave, he's definitely not this big, like, you know, you're done in, in two minutes in the ring with this guy. The fact that it was Ethan Page, though, I thought, wow, he's really kind of he's 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 taking him to his limit here. And yeah. then when he did choke him out in the end, that was very interesting to me. Um, I like this John Moxley. I I, I want to see where this goes in the future as he starts to kind of realize that he's maybe better than he was before and like for real believes it because mm-hmm. i think he's gonna probably have some even crazier ideas than some of the wild stuff he's already done in his career uh so i'm looking forward to that i also you're right you're right about ethan page not being around much um when it was with recently it's the dan lambert stuff too right that's kind of he sort of talks for them yeah um, so yeah um I don't know what's happening with him. I hope it gets, you know, at least something more where he can like actually be Ethan Page because I feel like he did that whole thing with Darby Allen a long time ago and that was great. And then there was this other stuff now and it's not as good. Um, and, you know, he looked great in this match. I, I'm, yeah, it, it was good. I'm just, I, I'm, I want to see Mox, like, I want to see what this evolution is going to be. Like, I'm, I'm very in a hurry to get down the road and see him a year from now and see, you know, hopefully he's he's you know doing a hundred percent still and he's really maintaining and maybe he's improving his game and his craft and i think that would be awesome i hope it stays that way yeah go ahead i do want to say something about substances and like getting yourself into a certain headspace because i have experience with that like i like to have cocktails while we're doing this 
but I don't really drink. I, I think at one point in my life, I think I had more social anxieties or I also have ADHD and need to slow my brain down to deal with other people. And so I think I use them a lot more in my life than I needed to for those purposes. But I learned like by not having them and just like going into situations where I, 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 I'm enough and I have confidence because the more you do it, the more you become confident and learning how to regulate or even just being in touch with knowing like how to regulate that neurology. And so like I have drinks now more once in a while, like I have them on Sunday consistently now doing this because I think it's funny and, but I don't need to go into a social situation or to a performing situation where I've performed before, where I might've needed to use a substance to like, just like get my anxiety down or to slow my brain down enough to get on a certain frequency. And so I relate to Moxie in another way, other than what you all would expect in that way is I can imagine what he must be going through getting in that ring completely sober, because I would have been one just like him to do a bunch of beers prior, but now I could like step on a stage now with nothing and alcohol comes or goes and substances come or go for me more for fun and not as a crutch. And um, so I don't use them as often, except for now I'm pretty consistently Sunday getting ripped here on this podcast, but that's like not the rest of my week. And I, I do it more for a different reason. It's just for fun. And, and um, I don't really go crazy with it either. But so I, I relate to having to get into that headspace in that ring, your first match back completely sober and how that must feel that you are completely different because you have to regulate your anxiety and your neurology and everything that's going on. And I do believe a lot of people are like me where they self-medicate with when they, because they have ADHD and things like that. And so when you learn to self-regulate and you get confidence in that, you do it does you do become a different person you become more confident and more secure in your own skin and so I can't imagine what that might mean later for somebody like Moxley if he stays sober and he still keeps like the more you become comfortable with who you are in your own skin you know you just become so solid and like what would that mean to like wrestling and your moves and and how you can like come at opponents so I'm hoping that he gains that more and more and he feels more comfortable and knowing like I'm here, I'm a badass, I'm in this ring and I can like be solid in myself and whatever little things like anxiety and and vibrational frequencies that are coming through the air from the television and the crowd, like I'm just going to receive that in a really solid way and use it. So I'm getting off on a weird tangent here, but I just wanted to say like, I think we should talk about these things because not only do wrestlers have that, but so do other people. And I can completely relate. When I looked at him fighting, I felt it. Like I was like, oh man, you're completely sober and you're in that other headspace and you have to like learn to become confident in it. Like no matter what. And that's where I can go anywhere, say anything. I'm not embarrassable or anything now, because once you like you're raw and you start putting yourself out there and let whatever fall like whatever happens happens just from you being you you realize like I can own this it doesn't even matter I feel better doing this like as me without anything 
So I hope that he he gains that. And I would like to see who he becomes from that. But we already loved who he was before. And that's the thing is we can love people in all their forms and support them through all of that. And I hope that happens for him. Nice. That's a big yeah. tangent. For sure. Sorry. Listen. So then after so then after that, we had the Jungle Express promo. <laughs> Rape's like, okay, game. let's move on from all of this. <laughs> and then we go into the Nick Jackson versus Trent Beretta. And Trent wins the match, which was a I thought was a really cool match, man. I mean, obviously, these guys, I think they said that they've wrestled 50 times prior together. Uh, of course, it would have been more awesome if, if it was a tag match. But, hey, that's fine. I like watching any of the Young Bucks, either of the Young Bucks wrestle, period, because I just think that they're fun. Uh, Nick is a whole lot of fun, especially with all the moves that he does. He's got some great moves. Some of the stuff that when he bounces off of those ropes and does those flips, I just think that they're amazing. And I think that Trent, you know, this is like the first, you know, uh, kind of time Trent really went against this high flying kind of thing. And he's a high flyer too. So it was like a perfect match. So uh, it was a blast. I thought that that was a blast. You know, obviously the, the tag would have been much more fun, but, I don't know if it would have been much more fun. I think it might've been equally as fun because I thought that this match was really fun. Uh, the moves were so cool, man. I was, I was, I was so impressed with all the moves that those, these guys do that it, it really, really entertained me. Um, as far as like storyline is concerned, I, you know, I'm not sure where that goes with this, but maybe because they have to kind of put it on pause because Rocky Romero got, got COVID and, and had to like bow out of this match. Um, but overall, I think that 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 was fun. Good match. Really cool. So, Chris, what did you think? I would have loved to see the tag match, too. I think that would have been great. But, you know, to take a bad situation and turn it into and, you know, you, you mentioned the fact that they were talking about they had all these matches previously. Wasn't this their first singles match with each other? They've yeah. done a bunch of tag matches together previously in different variations, but this was the first time they were in a, in a singles match against each other. And you guys know it. I've said it a bunch. I love Trent. I think he's amazing. Um, and Nick Jackson, you know what? He surprises me all the time. The second I start to think, wow, Nick Jackson is, he, he might be getting lazy. He might be getting tired. He's not moving around the same way anymore. It's like, ping. And there he is again, doing some crazy shit that doesn't look like it's even humanly possible. Right. Uh, so, you know, uh, it was I, I can't complain about this match at all. I loved it 100%. I love that Trent won. He deserved a good win against somebody that's considered super high up. Um, I thought that was dope. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was fun. It was cool that he won. I'm glad. I kind of glad he Trent won because then it kind of sets up shit for the future. So yeah, Tammy, what'd you think? It was a lot of fun, and I put like a lemonade from lemons since that you know they had to the change things at the last minute. It ended up being good. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, very fun. Always watch, love watching the Bucks wrestle, no matter what. They could wrestle in, like, I could watch them in their backyard. It would be great. So, I mean, just, it would, they're awesome. Uh, so then after you're, that, you're like, you're like 15 years too late to see that. I know. It's too bad. <laughs> uh, so then we got the Martinez Rosa promo. They're setting up that rivalry. Um, uh, you know, that should be cool. I mean, I, I've never really seen Martinez wrestle, so I don't really know how it's going to be. She seems like she's a tough, tough chick. I've seen some promos on her. And um, so I'm sure it's going to be good because I think that they've wrestled before. So I'm looking forward to seeing that match. Um, and then after that, we had the Hook Serpentico match. I'm going to say this about the Hook Serpentico match. 
and this is all I'm going to say, and then either one of you could take it. Okay. That's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so Hulk attacks him before the bell even rings, and it's it's a short thing. Serpentico doesn't even get his little uh, tassels off his hands, and yeah. he's, he's down. He's done. Um, if you're going to feed Hook anybody, sure, give him Serpentico because nobody cares. It's not like he's got a big following of people that are like, oh, he should have won that. Right. Um, so, you know, yeah. Eh. The only thing I liked is when he slammed QT Marshall at the end, Marshall at the end. Yeah, Who knows? I mean, is is this, are, are, are we really setting up the faction, you know, the factory versus Team Taz here? I don't know. And then how does that play into the other stuff that's going on? Yeah, they're spreading this stuff around like peanut butter. It's starting to be uh, a little bit hard to figure out it really is tammy what'd you think of the the, the hook match i thought the funny funnest part was when the streamers wouldn't i couldn't do the streamers the whole time he was all caught up in the streamers <laughs> yeah um, they were like they were on his legs and there was some in his hair at one point <laughs> it was just all over the place so i thought that was kind of funny um i don't know i mean that's all i have to say about it yeah, it was just like, okay. It was just quick over whatever. You're right. Serpentico, you know. It's just, not, it was just a sacrificial more laugh. of a comedic thing. So yeah, you don't I really was, feel like you've really accomplished a whole lot. I'm not sure why it was a rampage match. That was like eating a, a, a plain bowl of oatmeal. It was just okay. <laughs> so then after that, we had the TBS Women Challenge title challenge. Versus Jade Cargill versus Anna Jay. That was it, painful. It was painful. Boring. They should but, not do any more promos now. But the match was still, I felt the match was better than the TBS championship with well, Ruby Soho. we're talking about the promo right now. No, we're talking about the match. The promo was okay, last Okay, are we week. on the match now? Yeah, the promo was last week. Yeah, we're on the no, match. Well, they, they, it was Rampage, so they did a little promo. No, on right Rampage, the they did one. We're done talking. It's time for the main event. That's right. Yes, that's right. They Mark Henry doing his thing. Yeah. That's yeah, what I'm that, talking about. That was weak as shit, too. Yeah. Weak. They got to, they got to, uh, as much as Anna J keeps getting better, that was still, it was a good match, but it wasn't like, oh, wow, that was a great, that was a great title defense match. I'm hoping to see more. What did you, what did you think, Chris? So here's what I'll say about it. Um, I think Jade's badass. I think Anna Jay is badass. I don't think either one of them are ready to lead a main event match right now. Um, for being as green as they are, though, they both did a great job trying to put together an interesting story for this match. Um, it just wasn't enough. Unfortunately, neither of them are really prepared to do that sort of thing. Uh, and have it flow correctly and remember all of it and be super tight with it and, and spotless when you're new with someone else who's also new. It's like a lot of newness just rubbing all the wrong ways. Um, but other than that, you know, yeah, it was better than the title match. Um, and that's unfortunate. That says a lot about Jade. It says a lot about Ruby. It says a lot about Anna. Um, all in different negative and positive ways. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. I, I didn't expect much and I wasn't disappointed. So yeah. What were thoughts, Tammy? Uh, I, thought, I thought Anna did better than she has in the past. So that was good. But I think I mirror 
Chris's sentiments on a lot of things. I did like the Johnny Hungy Jade Cargill face off with their muscles. That was very funny. That was it. That was entertaining. The rest of it, it was like, okay, Anna did pretty good, but whatever. I'm jacked. Yes, I liked that. That was. I have nothing else to say. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm not I'm, I'm not happy with where we're at with this title right now. I, I like Jade Cargo. I wanted to see her be a champion, but the way she got there doesn't sit right for me. Like, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel as good as I would have thought it would have felt. Right. But, I mean, True. I enjoy her. I think she's a badass. I think she's a goddess and beautiful. And same with Anna. She's like a My Little Pony princess that can fight. You know, it's awesome. But mm-hmm. um there's other women that should be in those positions that I feel ha- are fiercer or are better at the moment and, 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 and belong there today. But I believe that those ladies also belong there at some point along the way too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But not now. So I'm not that excited. So um, I hate I, feeling that way by the way, but I do. Well, that, I mean, back to what, go ahead, Ray. No, you go ahead. Going back to what we were talking about earlier about Serena Deeb, like if she was in this picture right now, Jade wouldn't have that strap. And it would it would be a pretty significant match, I would think. I think Deeb could probably lead Cargill through a, a fantastic match. Um, Absolutely. She, she'd still have to take the title. Yeah. So then uh, again, and then she would have it for a long time. Um, Anna Jay could probably benefit from this more right now with somebody like a Serena Deeb because – she doesn't necessarily have a spot to lose. Um, anything that she does where she's in a losing effort right now could just seem developmental for her. It's a process. It's how she's getting better. Uh, yeah. you, can't, you can't do that to somebody who's got a title. And that's a problem because Jade would get destroyed by just about, I, don't, I would say Serena Deeb and maybe three other people on the, on, on the roster right now could believably beat Jade on TV. Um, and that's, it's just difficult because you want the title to be important. It should be showcased. It's a, it's a big piece and you yes. can't, you can't elevate the title and elevate the division. If you're not elevating it with a star that's elevated. Right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Great points. It, it's a great point. And it, and it's, it, it, that's what it says a lot for that. So that's, that's very true. Um, what I'm looking forward to, well, we're just about wrapping this up now. So, um, I'm definitely looking forward to the, the, it was called the beach brawl. Is that what it's called? The beach brawl. This whole thing next week, the beach brawl in Ohio, which is kind of strange, yeah. but that's yeah. <laughs> beach they, break. it's called beach, beach break. break, beach break. Yeah. Uh, that's, that should be fun. I'm looking forward to the ladder match. I'm not sure exactly who else is on the card, but I mean, we'll, we'll get to that uh, all next week. Um, Why do they insist on doing these beach break shows in the winter? I I, I, I'm I know. Not, I don't quite understand. And not even in a beach town. No. I'm not even at all. wearing a coat here and I am in a beach town. Right. It's fucking freezing here. Yeah. Exactly. So, but that wraps it up for this week on the All Elite Murder Theater podcast. I uh, hope everyone has a great week and we will catch you next week and we'll go through all the trials and tribulations of AEW and see what happens. Until next week, y'all have a good week. Peace.